Hello and welcome to the Anti-Football Podcast. My name is Chris and as always I'm joined by Harry. You alright Harry, good. how's How you doing? Decent mate, decent. Um, I mean, weekend didn't go quite so well for me, um, football wise. Um, but I mean, we can get into that in a little bit. Um, yeah, I mean... It's a bit depressing, wasn't it? I mean, I know for you as well, mm-hmm. it'll have been a bit depressing. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, we'll just dive straight into Premier League games then. Um, we'll start with, we'll go in chronological order, might as well. Um, and we'll start with early Saturday kickoff, Man U and Southampton. What are your thoughts on this um... game, mate? Saints were lucky to walk away with a point. I think it was uh, all Man United, and they just couldn't convert. Um, not any more to add to that, because Saints were really bad. No. Um, yeah, like Man U definitely needed to be more clinical uh, in that game. Um, James with absolute beauty mm-hmm. though to make it one nil like early on. Like what a mm-hmm. cracking That's shot that was. That's a brilliant curler. Yeah. Developing into a really good player is um James. I mean I know a lot of my new fans have the doubts with him coming from Swansea Championship. But yeah, he's looking like he's really fitting into that Manu side. Um But yeah, um, not really that much to talk about in this game, to be honest with you. Um, I mean, guard makes it one all. Um, I've seen a little bit of criticism for Lindelof, but I mean, like you're never going to out jump a six foot six no. like footballer. You're just not. Like. I find it ironic that we were saying that he's not a Premier League defender, and he goes and scores that. Well, I mean, if you're six foot six, you kind of have to <laughs> score them, don't you? Really, I mean. If he hadn't scored that, then we'd be chastising him. Um, I want to talk to you about Danso's red and all. Um, obviously, two bookings. Yeah. Did you think they were both fair? Yeah, I thought they were fair, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really think there could be much complaints. Because um, I do know sometimes, like, referees tend to hesitate giving out second yellows. Like... And then when you look back and think, well, that'd have been a yellow if you want on a yellow. So, um, but I'm glad ref, like, made right call there. Um, and yeah, um, just seemed like Man U needs to be a bit more clinical. Um, not much to add to that, no, really, no, no. is there? No. Um, I will say about Man United though, um, I do really think they kind of missed Martial a little bit. Um, I feel like some of the chances that um, Rashford found himself in or James found themselves in, uh, Rashford, sorry, Martial might have done a bit of a better job um, in those situations. But yeah, I just feel like um, they need to be a bit more clinical. Um, yeah, and Southampton are looking pretty dire as well. I know 
they're facing a team who spent almost two hundred million in this last transfer window. But um, still, like you need to just show something a little bit more, like in those in these sorts of games. And I mean, to be honest with you, these first four games, apart from maybe the Brighton game, they haven't really showed anything that proves their quality. Like, in no, not league. really. Um, mainly been their attack, and that's been very lackluster. But their defence is woeful. Hmm. Mm. They just rely on young guys or their academy, really. And I think that's their downfall. Yeah. Um, I mean, they have had some real gems come through that Southampton academy. Um, but it's just they're not getting enough quality mm-hmm. from there um, right now. And I do feel like, especially in today's um, markets, you have to sort of you, ha- you basically have to sign players. Like, there's no way around it. Um, and yeah, I don't feel like the perhaps doing enough business. I think Che Adams is a good signing, um, but yeah, like they're not really showing all that much. No. Um, we'll move on to the Saturday three o'clock games then. Um, I'll let you go first in talking about Chelsea <clears throat> versus Sheffield United. Go on, you have your um, say, Harry. Tammy Abraham. Uh, looks like a really good um, poacher. Uh, latches onto two defensive mistakes and gives Chelsea a two-nil lead. Um, I think he's moulding into a really good player. I think um, we've really lacked a dynamic striker. Um, cause usually we have ones that just sort of sit and wait for the ball, but he's willing to go and earn it for himself. Um, so I was happy with that first half. Then. We just capitulated within the first minute of the second half when Callum Robinson uh, slots home, slots in to bring back a game that should have been far from you know should have been over the line for us. Then we bring on Willian, and uh, you know my thoughts on Willian. Um, nothing really happens much. Um, yeah. Nothing really ha- happens much until sort of the last couple of minutes. Um, <sighs> Duma tries to clear it, I guess, um, and puts it in his own net. I hope that Frank Lampard doesn't mm. pick him again. I I really hope that. Because after these... I, I'm not even going to call them performances, because they, they're, sh- they're shit. But um, he needs to go. It is absolutely dreadful. Yeah, um, I mean, we were saying last week on the podcast that perhaps he should have considered picking Tamari. And I mean, to, in fairness to Lampard, he did end up picking Tamari. It was just he took off the wrong defender for him. Um, yeah, I mean, you saw in some really good passing quality at Chelsea, um, especially for that first Abraham goal. Brilliant passing move. Um but yeah, you probably should, could have been like three or four nil up at half time. Um, if you're a bit more clinical, you were just running ragged over Sheffield United. Um, but I mean, this is the second time this season already that your performances have seemed to capitulate at half time. I don't know what Lampard 
is doing in these team talks. But I mean, I I, I don't know. You just seem to collapse in the, that second half. Um, and yeah, I mean, Callum Robinson getting that one back for Sheffield United. Um, I feel like Zuma should have been marking him tighter. I I know it's harsh to pick on one player, um, but I mean, when it's noticeable. When when his performance is sticking out, I feel like it kind of mm-hmm. has to be mentioned. Um, yeah, like I, I will say though, even at two one up, uh, two one up, you looked pretty likely to go on to get third to Chelsea, um, and it was just being lucky that Zuma was at the, at the blame for the second goal as well. Um, some poor defending from him. Poor defending? You, you try to clear it and put it in his own net. Um, <laughs> uh, well, are you saying that's not poor? That's, that's, I wouldn't even call that defending. <laughs> Aye, that's the other word you had issue with. Um, but yeah, I just feel like you, you just need to be tighter. Like, and, and, I, and I do feel like if you did have a transfer window, you wouldn't have been in these issues because I feel like you would have signed a quality centre-back. Because, I mean, when you think about it, right, you've got Rudiger, who, uh, granted, is not like, being mm-hmm. played at the moment because of injury. Um, but, I mean, you don't really have, apart from Rudiger, you don't really have a top-quality centre-half. I mean, you've got Christensen, who in three years could be, but for right now, for a a team pushing for top four is probably not that quality. Um, Zuma, who we've talked about, um, and Tamori, who is good, but like he shouldn't be a starter. So um, I don't know what the solution to that is. Maybe pushing Aspiliqueta to centre back and bringing in Reese James. Like I'm not sure what the solution is. Yeah, but then is. we don't have a backup right back because. Um... Lampard stupidly loans out Zappacosta to Roma. Yeah, um, kind of mm. dug yourself a hole there with Chelsea. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just these sort of performances. Because like, at home against Sheffield United, realistically, you should be rolling these sort mm-hmm. of teams over. Um, and I mean, don't get me wrong, you were in the first half. Like, you were rolling him over, but I, I, I just don't know what Lampard's saying to the team at half-time. Because, like I've said, that's twice now that your performances have just collapsed at mm. half-time. It's not like we can exactly sack him, is it? No, no. Um, I'm just saying, like... Maybe he's... I'm, I just don't know what he's doing. Because, I mean, against Norwich, the same thing happened. I mean, you got lucky and you got mm-hmm. away with one. Um... But like these are the games that you really need to be winning. We shouldn't be conceding two goals um, against our relegation candidates. That's twice as well. Oh no! Um, I don't think we kept a clean sheet this season, actually. But yeah, I don't think we've kept a clean sheet this season. Um, No, I don't think you have. Um, I mean, like I said last week. that could be a pro- that could be a result of Lampard's style of play, um, but like you, you still need to be tighter in at the back. I mean, like 
And I, and I feel like that's something that definitely needs to be improved on. Because, I mean, don't get me wrong, going mm-hmm. forward, you're fine. Um, but it, it's just your defence what's letting you down. Because, I mean, you're 11th in the Premier League. Like, you need to be sorting this kind of stuff out. Like, because you're already on the back foot and chasing um, these teams to try and push for top six, push for top four. Um, yeah, you're already chasing. That's a position what you don't want to find yourself in early on in the season. Mm. Depressing times. <laughs> mm. Um, But, yeah, like, got all else you want to add about Chelsea, Harry? Oh, or do you want to move on? Let's move on from there. Yeah, yeah get, get away from that. Um, yeah, we'll move on to, um, I don't know, Man City and Brighton. We'll move on to there. Um, I mean... Brighton had a really good start to the season. Um, but, I mean, these last couple of performances, they've not been as good as they looked start of the season against Watford. I mean, granted, Watford aren't looking particularly good themselves. But, um, yeah, like I'm, that must have just been a fluke against Watford. Because, I mean, the, the, especially defensively, they look pretty bad yeah. in Brighton. Um, sports. I don't know, they're playing three centre-backs against Man City. But then again, you can't really stop the likes of Aguero, can you? No. Um, and I mean, that was some of what was talked about after the match, was um, the fact that Brighton sort of didn't change their tactics to suit the game they were playing in. And I mean, like I com- I'll commend them for that, because like, they were wanting to play their style of football. Um, but, I mean, if you're going away to one of the best teams in Premier League history, like, you've got to be able to adapt. Like, if you're not set up defensively. And I don't feel like they... Well, they didn't do that, uh, simply. Because, I mean, they're a team what scored 14 goals in four games. Like, you, you can't really set up with no. three centre-backs against them. But um, they don't really have much Premier League quality besides the likes of Dunk, Proper, Trossard, and Ryan. That's mm. they're they're kind of gonna struggle against Man City, whose entire team, and even the bench, is all Premier League quality. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. On the break, they looked. A decent threat did Brighton. I mean, I, I'm a big fan of um, Trossard, who they signed from Genk, was it? Or Ghent, one of them two. Um, but in the summer, uh, I feel like he was a good pickup for him. And he's been their main outlet creatively going forward, Trossard. Um, but yeah, like defensively, uh, they didn't look so good. But I'm, I feel like that was a byproduct of the opponent they were facing. Because, um, I mean, Kevin De Bruyne just made him look like school yeah. children, didn't he, for that didn't first Didn't take goal. long either. And at that, that point, the game's no. over. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, away from home, against Man City, 1-0 down, mm-hmm. you have to chase the game. Um, and that was when the floodgate started to open. Um, and, I mean, it wasn't even like City were that clinical. They did waste quite a few chances in that first half. Yeah. Um, 
the Aguero one comes to mind especially. Um, but, I mean, yeah, Brighton still look a bit decent coming forward. I mean, uh, it won't have helped City that Laporte went off injured and Fernandinho slotted in at centre-back. Yeah. Um, could you see that being a more permanent role for Fernandinho, especially with the signing of Rodri? Could he be pushed into um, defence? Yeah, I mean, I doubt he'll have any complaints because um, he's getting game-timed and he definitely has the right height for it. Um, just as long as he doesn't push forward into sort of a midfield role, I think that'll be fine. They've still got Edison to beat as well. So. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, especially um, the fact that City like the centre-backs to, be, to mm. play well on the ball. Uh, I feel like Fernandinho is one of the best like passers in the Premier League currently. Um, and I mean, as an anchor in that midfield last season, did a phenomenal job. Like, and I feel like it was probably a bit harsh to drop him anyway for Rodri. So uh, the fact they can just slot in at centre-back there, um, it's good for all parties, really. Um, and Aguero with a really class finish for like that second goal as well. Um and the third goal as well, funnily enough. Um, that's what you get when you've got mm-hmm. a world-class striker in your side. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just, just complete domination from City. They could have won by 6 or 7 nil on another day yeah. if they were a bit more clinical. How long did it take for Bernardo Silva to score coming off the bench? Uh, it wasn't long. It was about two minutes, I think. Um, I'll just get it up for you. Um, it was about yeah. a minute, just over a minute. Um, so it was a little bit longer than it took Lucas when he came on. Um, but I mean, yeah, it was still um, a good substitution from Pep. I mean, I did feel a bit of sympathy for Brighton when you're three 0 down and Man City are bringing on one of the best players in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, one player I do want to talk about, though, who had a really outstanding game for City was David Silva. Um, is he the most underrated pr- player in the Premier League? Um, I know there's a lot of contenders for that mantra, but it, it just whenever people talk about the best players in the league, I don't feel like I ever hear David Silva's name being brought up anymore. Um, I feel like five, six years ago you would have done... Um, but now it just seems like his name's never mentioned in the same conversation as the likes of um, Bernard or Silva or a De Bruyne or a Salah or a Mane. Um, and in my opinion, they probably sh- he probably should. Uh, what do you think yeah, about definitely. that, Harry? Um, fantastic passer. Um, I think he, he just lacks in, with goals. I think that's what people tend to focus on when they look at the midfield and the attack. Um, but yeah, you're definitely one of the most underrated players mm. in the Premier League in, in Premier League history. Yeah, um, I, I, I don't know. I just feel like I never hear his name being talked about in the same vein as some of the top quality players. Um, but yeah, um, that's all I got to say on that. Really, so you want to um, add? No, I think we covered that. Yeah. No. Yeah, um, move on to, I don't know, uh, West Ham and Norwich. Um, 
for those of you who don't know, I was down in London um, from the weekend. I was staying in a little place in East London. Uh, and it wasn't too far from West Ham Stadium, apparently. Uh, well, not apparently, it was. Um, and, I mean, I was walking around um, around about 5 o'clock on Saturday. So, I saw all the West Ham fans coming out of the stadium. And, I mean, without watching the game, like, you could tell they were looking happy. And, I mean, they definitely had a reason to. Um, Ale played really mm-hmm. well this game. Um, obviously, timed his run well for that 1-0 uh, goal. And I mean, yeah, we just they could have won by four or five yeah. at the end of the day, couldn't um, they? They were pretty clinical. Um, I think they are the first team to stop Timo Pukki scoring in the Premier League as well. So yeah, that's something that they can uh, mm. claim now. Um, it, yeah. it, and of course, it was on the first day what I drafted him <laughs> in my Premier League team. Um, yeah, I don't think Norwich looks all that great. I think, yeah, West Ham played brilliantly. Um, compl- no complaints. Maybe it should have been three four nil, but you know they they got the win at the end of the day, and that's all that matters. Um, they're now up to seventh, which mm. uh, I think West Ham fans would probably take at this moment in time. Oh yeah, I would say so. Like I mean. Because that's European football at the end of the day. Um, I mean, and I feel like they'd have, they'd have the squad depth to be able to do something similar to like Wolves in the Europa League. Um, to be able to get to the group stages and maybe even beyond that. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, Tom Cantwell, uh, he missed from about one yard out in an open net. But I mean, to be honest with you, that's the only real, real yeah. Norwich chance what I can think of. Um, yeah, uh, they just felt like defensively they were poor, and West Ham probably, if they were a bit more clinical, could have increased the goal difference by a bit more. Um, I mean, I feel like I, I don't know, like maybe Norwich's momentum is yeah. starting to wear off. Um, because, I mean, like, newly promoted teams, they always have a decent spurt at the start of the season. Um, but, I mean, it's it's ended now. Um, I mean, two. I mean, three losses in a row. Um, obviously, one of them was in the League Cup, but it was against pissing Crawley Town. So, like, um, yeah, I feel like the defensive issues are starting to catch up yeah. with them now. And the pokey party no. can't go on forever. I feel like... Um... That lack of transfer business is now going to bite them on the arse because um, the Premier League is a different beast to the Championship. They have to rotate at this point and they just don't have the players to do so. Yeah. Um, I mean, getting knocked out at EFL Cup like could be a blessing in disguise for them because um, now it's just one competition they have to focus on. Um, but, I mean, yeah, like... The, I mean, you look at that Norwich team, though, like, and there's not many players what will stand out. Like, I mean, obviously, going forward, you've got Timo Pukki. Um, and, I mean, they brought on Dermich towards the end as well, who's pretty good quality. Um, and I do like Todd Cantwell as well, despite him missing from one yard out in an open net. Um, but, I mean, apart from those three, there's not much quality in that side. Mm-hmm. Um 
and they're still playing the same system that they were in the championship, which is good football to watch, don't get me wrong, but against the top teams no. in the Premier League, it's not going to work. I mean, I think Cantwell and Pookie's good and all that, but if you haven't got a midfield to service those players, then they are going to be in deep trouble. Hmm, yeah. You need some players who can start a counter-attack, and I mean, I don't really think they have that, that many of those players. Um... And yeah, they could struggle, especially if the goals end up mm. drying up from Pookie. Um, I can't really see where else they'll get goals from, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, got any more points to add about um, West Ham or Norwich? No. No? Uh, right, we'll move on to I don't know, Leicester and Bournemouth. Um, mm-hmm. What a goal from Vardy. Let's just get this out straight away. What an absolute rocket from Vardy. Like, Jesus Christ. That was a brilliant goal. Um, seems like we got the Vardy of old back with those sort of um, super goals. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, all game he was chasing on the, onto those long balls up from the likes of Tillemans, um, and he was chasing down goalkeeper, putting high pressure on. And that's what Vardy's best at. Um I don't know whether he felt like he had a point to prove or something. Um, but, yeah, it was just, like, brilliant from Vardy. Like, no complaints all game. I mean, obviously, scoring two. Um, and he basically um, set up the Telia man's goal with the pressure that he applied on that defence, getting onto the end of those long balls. Um, but, yeah, um, Leicester fans have got to be really happy about that performance. Um, I do feel like mm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be careful about how I have to word this. Um, the way that they set up Leicester, like it, it's not really oh, pissing hell. Um, right. the way that they set up, it's not the tactics of a top level side. If you get what I'm saying, like it's just hoof it up to Vardy and see if he can do all. And don't get me wrong, there's not wrong with that. Um. But I just feel like if you're going to try and push into that top six, especially with the likes of Man U and Chelsea dropping off, like, because that's not going to work against every opponent. Like, You're going to have to try and find ways to switch it up. And I mean, especially with the likes of um, Okazaki leaving, like, I feel like Vardy's really sort of their only option up yeah. top. Um, they have got a Yosi Perez, Dennis Pryor. Yeah, um... But he's also, but he's also sort of a <coughs> similar role, um, in that the way that he plays sort of a similar style of Vardy, although he's a little bit deeper, just to be able to get on at the end of those balls. Um, but yeah, like a lot of positives to take out of that game from Leicester. Um, as for Bournemouth, um, I just feel like the the way that they were set up, like, kind of led to the downfall. Like, if you're playing against Jamie Vardy, you can't have a high line. Let's just get that out of the way. Like, because mm-hmm. he's always going to score yeah. if you've got a high line. And they just <clears> didn't <throat> learn. But I mean, their injury list keeps getting longer and longer every game week. Um, mm. And they still got the players to, you know, fill up the bench in the first team. So, squad depth doesn't seem an issue, but their performances 
um, they're suffering a lot. They've had to play Nathan Ake at left back. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, he can play there. Um, but, I mean, there's there's more desirable um, options that you want to be playing there. Uh, I mean, even... Um, oh, what's his name? Lloyd Kelly. Yeah, like, he is. Is he injured yeah. or something? Lloyd Kelly. Ah, oh, right. I was about to say he'd be a better option, but obviously they can't play him. Um, yeah, like... But, I mean, still, though, they've still got the likes of Fraser, the likes of Wilson, um, who aren't injured, like the, and they're playing. And, like, Harry Wilson as well. Um, got Lerma in midfield. Josh King, he's a good, good quality striker. Um, it just doesn't feel like they're firing on all cylinders. Um, I mean... Four points from four games. Don't get me wrong, it's not bad, especially considering the position that they're likely going to be at the end of the season. Um, but, I mean, again, when you're against the likes of um, Villa and Leicester and Sheffield United, especially that first game against Sheffield United at home, um, you should perhaps be aiming for more, maybe five or six. Um, but, yeah, I mean... It was a bit poor defensively from Bournemouth. It just felt like the tactics set them up to fail. Yeah. Um, I just feel like you can't really knock Leicester because they haven't lost this season. Oh, no. Um, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock Leicester or anything. Um, but, I mean... Oh, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I mean, like... They're looking really good at Leicester. Um, they're looking the most likely out of the teams, you know, like the West Ham's, the Everton's, the Wolves, mm-hmm. Wolves especially, um, to break into that top six. Um, I know we talk about that every season, about teams breaking into the top six, but especially now with the likes of Man U and Chelsea dropping off, uh, it feels more and more likely now that a team will be able to break in. Um, but yeah... No. Got any more points? No. Uh, move on to Newcastle and Watford then. Um, they they were quite unlucky. Word Newcastle for that Will Hughes goal. Uh, obviously it took two deflections. Um, but I mean, apart from that, Watford didn't really challenge Newcastle that no. much. Um, they did have like they did have shots, but none of them were. Gonna be testing the keeper. No, um, and I feel like Newcastle fans uh, pro- probably could feel a bit aggrieved that they didn't come away with a win. They probably deserved a win, um, and a couple of chances do come to mind as well. I mean, um, that Almiron um, chance when they were one 0 down comes to mind, where he could he probably could have equalised mm-hmm. if it weren't for his first touch. Um, and that goal mouth scramble as well, um, when Hayden almost scored. I mean, to be honest with you, that looks like something you'd see yeah. in League One or League Two. Like, ni- neither teams looked quite quality um, there. Um, Fabian Cher gets equaliser. We keep we keep praising him. He's yeah. probably their best player besides Jordan. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, I remember um, in about February last season uh, when he scored an absolute banger against us at St. James's Park. Um, He is a centre-back who really likes to push forward. I mean, in a five-at-the-back system, like that's something that you can afford to do against the teams like Watford. Obviously, when you're coming up against like the Liverpool yeah. or Man City, you'll have to sit back. Um, but yeah, like he does, he does score some goals. I think that's his um, fifth goal this calendar year or something. First share, he's a good goal scorer. Um, but yeah, um, Watford's still without a win this season. Uh, they're looking in some real danger. I mean, already they're chasing like and foot the league, and they're already chasing against the teams around them who are yeah. two or three points ahead of them. Just very, very, very disappointing from Watford. Um, I can't pinpoint why it's happened, and we keep saying that every. Well, I keep saying that every week. Maybe they need to sack Kike. No, not Kike Flores. Um. Who's our manager? Garcia, right? Um, mm. Maybe we need to sack him because something's gone seriously wrong. I mean, they've got players like Ismail Assar on the bench and they're not even playing him. And I feel like he should be starting. And maybe start playing the five at the back because clearly that's not working. Mm. Yeah. Um... Like like you said, it's it's a tricky one because um, we know Watford like to be a bit trigger happy with the managers, um, and I mean I feel like you'd get the best odds for Gra- Gracia to be sacked first. Um, but yeah, I'm not I'm not so sure whether you can sack a manager four games in at season and it being fair. Um, and I mean they have got quite a few tough games coming up to Watford. I mean. In the next five in the league, they have Spurs, Man City and Arsenal to play, um, as well as Wolves away, which is always a tough game. So, um, yeah, like, they could end up with one win in nine, like, and that's being generous. That, I mean, Sheffield United are looking a good side, and I mean, they've got them at home as well. So they could end, they could end up with no wins yeah, in I nine games. Yeah, I think that's warranting like, of a second. The, Especially out of a club like Norwich. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, f- I feel like you've probably got to hold off a little bit for now um, and see how these next few games go. But yeah, it's not looking good for Gracia or Watford um, in particular. Um, as for Newcastle, um, they're, they're looking a decent side. Um I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not looking as good as they did when Rafa was in charge, but I mean, they're showing some glimpses of being a really good side. I mean, obviously, the game against Spurs comes to mind, but I mean, like even like even like today, um, and the first game of the season against Arsenal, they were, they were looking good going forward, especially. Um, and, and I mean, I know a lot of people tipped them to go down after they sacked Rafa, Um but I mean, they're, they're not looking like a championship no. side, really. Because um, I mean, especially a few games into the season, you can sort of tell, like, right, this team isn't Premier League quality, or this team's going to really struggle this season. And I haven't really got those vibes off of Newcastle. They, they do look good going forward, but unfortunately, 
They've only they've only scored um, three goals in the Premier League and four in all competitions, so maybe yeah. that needs addressing. Yeah, but don't get. Yeah, but don't get me wrong. Like they've come up against both Arsenal and Spurs, so. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know really. Um, it, it just. Seems like apart from the game against Norwich, where they were absolutely dreadful at the back, um, it just feels like the I, I don't know. I just haven't got any vibes of them that um, they're gonna struggle this season. I mean, especially when um, the likes of Saint Maximin come back, like I feel like they'll score quite a few more goals. Um, and yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, they've got a tough. Um, game next against Liverpool away and they've got both Chelsea and Man United coming up um, but I mean especially um, in three weeks against Brighton at home we should really be able to see whether Newcastle will struggle or not because they're coming up against a team who will be in a similar position to them Yeah. come the end of the season I mean Chelsea might be in that position uh... oh you're so <laughs> negative just lie it all there's positives to be taken from that Chelsea game. Um, but yeah, uh, move on to next game. Palace and Villa. Um, Eaton was really good in this game, wasn't he? Like, he's, all, he's almost already like, uh, paid off his price tag uh, with some like, brilliant saves that he's made for mm-hmm. Villa these first um, four games. I feel like this was a bit of a boring game, though. Um... A lot of yellow cards in the first half, all from Villa. So they need work on their discipline. Yeah, yeah, it, it seemed like a pretty cagey um, affair. And I mean, I feel like Villa are a sort of like physical side. Um, I think, especially the way Dean Smith set them up, and when they've got players like Tyrone Mings in there um, and Trezeguet. Um, I don't yeah, know yeah. um, but when you got players like that in there, yeah, yeah, that's how you say it. Um, but when you got players like that in there, like you're always gonna have some poor discipline, and I feel like it showed in this game. Um, but yeah, um, one player I want to highlight as well um, was Kuyate. Uh, he was really good for Palace going forward, um, and I mean, especially before. Um, IU scores. He was getting in some really good positions, um, getting some shots off, and making quite a few attacks. Um, and yeah, I, d- I just want to highlight him because yeah, I thought he had a pretty good game. Fair enough. Um, didn't see the Wilfred Zahar show either, and it just looks like he really doesn't want to be there. Uh, no. Um, I I do feel like um. They really should have cashed in Palace. Because um, especially when you think of like how they could have spent the money that they'd have got off him. Because you'd have thought they'd have got somewhere around the region mm-hmm. of 60 or 70 for him. Um, if a big club came in for him. Um, and, and, I, and I just feel like... I just don't understand why they didn't take it. Because I mean, it was obvious the player was going to down tools. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's just like... He's not firing all cylinders at the moment um, and I don't know what 
Hodgson can do to change that, Bring to be honest with you. Okay. Like, I don't know whether, yeah, um, that could be an option. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. I don't know whether we should drop him or what. Um, I mean, if he's not going to give his all, but, then yeah, drop him. Yeah, like, no, no I, I, I think maybe for a game or something. Like, I feel like this could have been a good opportunity to do that. Um, and not bring him on, um, just so it could give him like a kick in the ass what he probably needs um, to think right. If I don't perform well, my value is going to go down and my wage is going to go down. So I'm going to have to start performing. Because um, I mean, it doesn't benefit him if he doesn't perform. Because like I said, mm-hmm. he's just going to get paid less. Yeah, um, it's got to be a weird mindset because. He obviously wants to show that he wants to go, but he doesn't want to perform too well as to where Palace will, you know, force him to stay. So he's a bit in a bit of a rock between a hard place. Yeah, uh, I mean, I do feel like Palace sort of priced him out of a move. Um, and I mean, I don't think that was the smartest decision um, from Palace directors, but. Yeah, like you said, it was just, apart from that, it was a bit of a boring game. Um, IU scores uh, off of a Grealish mistake. I mean, Ming's had it covered, and, and he should he should have told Grealish to just leave it. Like, I mean, people are saying like, oh, it wasn't Tyron Ming's fault; it was Grealish's fault. But I mean, when you're that much of a presence in your defence, you have to have that. You have to be able to command mm-hmm. the players around you. Um, and he should he should have told Grealish to leave it, and he didn't. Um, and that was what ultimately led to Ayu scoring. Yeah, against his old club. Um, bit of a weird one because Ayu hasn't really been much of a scorer since his days in France. So he's now got two in the league. That's more than last season. <laughs> yeah. He only got one in twenty. Yeah. Now he's got two and three. Yeah, I mean, that was a pretty poor return last season. I mean, I don't feel like he was helped um, from the arrival of Batshuayi um, in no. January. But, yeah, um, I mean, he's in, he's in good form. Um, so we'll just have to see how the rest of the season goes. Um, and, I mean, late on, um, was it Lansbury who scored for Villa? Um, but he ended up getting pulled back because Grealish dived. Uh, and I mean, it just serves him right. Because, like, I mean, like, there's just no defending diving. Like, I, like it, it serves him right that it got pulled back. Karma, right? uh, bitches. Do you think... It's, it's actually weird how Palace are in the top four and they've only scored three goals. Yeah, um, I mean, obviously they've been really good defensively as well, um, but don't get me wrong, it's, it's early on in mm-hmm. the season, isn't it? Like, I mean, you've got to expect them to drop off, though, don't you? Like, they've got Spurs next, so that should be the game where you see mm. the downfall. But then again, uh, Spurs yeah. tend and I mean, to in... play well against the lesser sides. As we saw at Newcastle, against Newcastle. No, yeah. Um, but they've got a tough run um, from about um, 
mid-October to about late November. Because, I mean, in that period, they've got about five games and they've got Man City, then Arsenal, then Leicester, and then Chelsea and then Liverpool. So, like, out of those five games, like the most they can name for, really, is three points. So, I mean, that'll probably be the periods where they start to drop down the table, um, Palace. Yeah. But, um... I didn't see them as relegation candidates just yet. Hmm. No, well, I mean, they've already got a pretty good head start on the rest of the teams, what are mm-hmm. perhaps going to be down there. Um, and that's kind of what you need when you're in a relegation battle, is a strong start. Because um, you don't want to be chasing early on um, and hoping other teams slip up. But, yeah, um, they're looking a decent side of Palace, even without Zaha performing at his best. Um, all else, sad, Harry? No, let's get into the uh, your favourite game. Mm. What? Well, I mean, there were positives. There were positives. Um, I mean, I mean, yeah, it, it was just it was just sloppy at the end of the day. I mean, and you can't afford to be sloppy against teams the quality of Liverpool. Um. I mean, I know, like, early on, for example, Chris Wood absolutely does Van Dyke um, and forces a save out of Alisson. Um, and, yeah, um, Pope was making some good saves to deny Salah as well. Um, but it, it was unlucky for that first goal, though. Um, own goal from Chris Wood. That should have been a trend. Um Obviously, Pope was expecting the cross. Um, it deflects off Chris Wood and it goes in uh, his that own is- net. That was Shambles' um, goalkeeping. And I mean, well, well I, I just don't think Port was expecting it. That if was the ball the point. was going like, towards um, even your back post, you need to be... He just stood there and watched it. Yeah. Um, the back of his net. Don't get me wrong, probably should have reacted quicker. Um, but I mean, I, I, I don't want to criticise him too much because he, he did make some really good saves this game. Um... But yeah, like he probably could have done a bit better there. Um, and I mean, from that point on, we're, we're on like the back foot. We have to push forward to try and get something from the game. Um, but I mean, again, just sloppiness like from Ben Mee, who's oh, always been solid ball. defensively. He just like, handed them the ball. I, I know. I don't know what. I, know, I don't know what was going on there. Like, because he's always been solid as Ben Mee ever since. Like, even when he played at left back. Like, he was always been consistent like, at the back. Um, so much so that we gave him captain's armband this season. Um, but, yeah, just, again, sloppiness. Like, and Firmino puts through Mane, and he's never going to miss there. Um, I mean, we did have some good opportunities um, after that, especially um, free kick delivered in from Westwood, and Tarky definitely should have got a header on target. Um but I mean, yeah, like just, we were pushing forward, committing men forward. And then Liverpool just with another long ball forward, like Firmino gets on the end of it, and I mean it's three nil. Um, but I mean, I do, I do think there were positives to be taken. I mean, obviously we were sloppy defensively, but like, for example, all, pretty much all game, McNeil absolutely he destroyed did. Trent. Like, yeah, I mean he was one of our um, star performers. 
like that game was McNeil. Um, and I mean, I do feel like I know I, I know Dice came out um, recently and said, obviously, we're not going to keep holding McNeil forever. Uh, so we've got to try and maximise his ability whilst we have him. Um, and I do feel like, especially if he keeps up performances like that, it will be attracting interest from some of the top sides. Um, especially considering his age as well. I mean, he's only 19. Um, but, yeah, it's really good down that left-hand side. Um, but, I mean, we were missing Goodmanson as well. We were missing that quality on the right-hand side. Uh, obviously, Lennon played all right, but uh, I don't know. He just wasn't that good. Um but yeah, I, I I don't want to criticise individual players though because like, apart from McNeil, pretty much the whole team played poorly, um, and, I, and I just felt like at home you have to be more solid against the bigger teams and we just. I thought Jay Rodriguez like, was good. And I mean, don't get me wrong. I thought Jay Ro- Sorry, what was Rodriguez that? played good. Yeah, when he came on, he played all right. I mean, I questioned him coming on for Barnes instead of Wood. Um, but yeah, he played all right. I mean, he ended up dribbling past Van Dyke, but no one cares about it because it's not a player from top six club. Um, but yeah, I, 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 just, I mean, just don't get me wrong. It wasn't like I was expecting to get a result from this game. Like, it wasn't like I was expecting a win. I was expecting a loss. Um, but it's just that at least two of the goals were from mistakes that we could have avoided. Like, and. And I do feel like we're a bit unlucky. I feel like three 0 was a bit flattering to Liverpool, um, but yeah, like you you can't really argue with the result that Liverpool did deserve that win. Yeah, no complaints there. Thought Salah was brilliant. Shame he didn't get a goal. Did you really? Because I thought he had a particularly poor game. Did Salah? Hmm. Just the way he was just running out defenders, he got an assist. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, I just feel like in front of goal, it was a bit quiet. Was, yeah. Like, I mean, there were quite a few points in the match where, if it wasn't for a poor first touch, for example, or a poor decision, like it would have led to a goal. Um, and I feel like, um, I, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like I had an off day because um, I mean, our points are, for example, when it was through one on one. Um, it was just a poor, It was just a good first touch away from a goal, and his first touch just let him down. And I feel like that happened a couple of times during this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's uh, we've covered that. Should we go into Everton Wolves? Mm. Um, what do you want to add? Well, we've got North London Derby because that happened first, oh, didn't okay. it? Um, no, it didn't. It happened at half four. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, it did, didn't it? Oh god, I'm really not on the ball today, Harry. I don't know if you can tell, but um, not. I've been rambling a lot today, but I'm not with it. Rambling. Uh, right. Um. Yeah. Very entertaining opening fifteen minutes. Charleston mm. opens the scoring um, with an assist from Moise Keane. Good goal. Um. Roman Saiz gets um, an equaliser uh, just four minutes later. Then Gilfie Sigson whips in a cross for a Wobie, and I feel like 
Patricia should have been saving that. Do you? Hmm. Yeah. Um, I do feel like he probably had a bit of a poor game, Patricio. Um, I mean, yeah, I just feel like he, he was a bit poor. Uh, and I mean, don't get me wrong, I rate him as a keeper, but um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, don't don't get me wrong, like not don't take all away from Everton because I mean, going forward they were really dangerous. I mean, Moise Kane, uh, he played pretty well. Um, I know against Lincoln he didn't really do much, but um, yeah, that, it's first starting league, isn't it for Kane? Um, yes. Yeah, um, I think he did. Well, I mean, obviously getting himself an assist, um, and yeah, like I just feel like he made himself a nuisance for defenders to deal with. Um, yeah, um, not that much detail we have to go into. Um, what do you think about Bolly sending off? I mean, obviously getting two yellows. Yeah, but he did get an assist beforehand. Um, I think that was fair enough. Two pretty bad challenges. Um, and the second one was really unnecessary. It was deep into the game. It was the ninety fifth mm. minute, I think. Yeah, yeah, somewhat like that. Um, I, I just feel like because I feel there were there were three two down at that point, so I feel like they were probably a bit on edge trying to get that equaliser. And I mean, obviously that didn't help. Um, and I mean, yeah, like they're still without a mm-hmm. win. They've got. Um, Chelsea next. The Wolves in the league. They'll be without their best defender, Willy Bolly. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I feel like that's also an opportunity for you to lose. Try and get back on at winning ways because um, Wolves haven't been performing the, at the best um, in the league so far. I mean, obviously, getting through to the um, Europa League group stages was. Um, a really good achievement for Wolves. But, um, yeah, like, not firing all cylinders in the league. And, I mean, especially without Bolly, it's a chance for Abraham to extend his scoring tally. Hopefully, yeah. Mm. Jesus, they've got a tough run game. Yeah. The next six games look like this. they got mm. Chelsea, Braga, Palace, Reading in the Cup, Watford, Besiktas, then City. Mm. Yeah, it does seem like they're going to suffer with a bit of um, fixture congestion. Um, interesting to see how they'll deal with it. Um, but, yeah, um, I'll, I'll be interested. I'll be keeping an eye on Wolves this season. Because, um, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they can juggle the Premier League and the Europa League. And I, and I do feel like the Premier League um, is definitely suffering. Um Obviously not to the extent that it happened with Burnley, for example, last season. Um, but, I mean, the 17th, like the Wolves, they're, they're only out of the relegation zone on goal difference. And they're one of two teams to not get a win mm-hmm. all season. Right? I mean, do you feel like they could really struggle this season, Harry? Or do you feel like they'll be safe? Or do you even think they'll be where, or in and around where they were last season? No, I think they'll do worse off than last season. I think they'll be 13th, 14th. I think um, Esposito might walk out of the job. He just he doesn't look happy when 
you, mm. when the camera pans off to him. Um, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, that could just yeah. be his face, but I mean, I have noticed that um, as well. Um, but, yeah, um, I'm not sure whether they'll be that bad, but I mean, I can see him finishing around about like 11th, 12th sort of position. Um, but, yeah, um, they are looking, I'm not going to say in danger, but they're looking pretty dire. Like, they're in a bit of a dire situation, the Wolves. They're in a bit of a slump and they need to try and get themselves out of it. Um, and, yeah, well, I've got what else you want to add, or shall we move on to North London, on to Derby? North London Derby? Yeah, uh, give us your thoughts on it then, Harry. Um, Arsenal are wasteful. Um, they were just shooting for the sake of shooting. Spurs were very clinical. Um, didn't have much of possession, but took the chance when they had it. Um, but a lot of fouls, particularly from a certain individual, Grant Xhaka. Um, mm. Yeah, but I think. But you're always going to get that in the North London derby, aren't you? They're always cagey games. Yeah, but he, I think he, he did eleven fouls and didn't get booked until the ninety-second minute. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that is pretty poor. Like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. But... Um, yeah. Do you think um, 2-2 was a fair result? Um, yeah, I think so. Um, I think I'd be more annoyed if I was an Arsenal fan rather than a Spurs fan um, about the result. I feel like, especially like scoring just before half-time as well. But they were 2-0 um, down. Really helped Arsenal. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like over the course of the 90 minutes, I feel like they played the better. Um, I mean, yeah, I just feel like Arsenal could probably perhaps feel a bit more aggrieved. Um, like you said, they were wasteful. Um, they could have probably gone like, and got the win. Um, but yeah, like like we said, it was a bit of a cage game, wasn't it? Um, I think, what was it in the end? About... 30 fouls committed or something like um, that. Um, yeah, 32 fouls. 32, yeah. Which, I mean, there's always going to be a lot of fouls in a derby game, especially one like what's quite heated. Um, but, yeah, uh, I do want to question some of that. I don't understand why Sabayos was benched, because, I mean, especially when we played against Burnley, um, they were he was probably the best player on that day was Sabayos. He was just running the midfield. Um and I mean, like, Torreira, Xhaka and Guendouzi, uh, especially Torreira and Xhaka, don't get me wrong, they are players who are more likely to get stuck in, um, which, I mean, you could sort of need. But, I mean, I, I just felt Arsenal perhaps lacked a bit of creativity from that midfield, what Sabayas could have provided. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Guendouzi recently got called up to the French squad ahead of Pogba. Mm-hmm. So I think he he's done really good. Um, thought he had brilliant, a brilliant game against Spurs. Hmm. Yeah. Um, especially that assist as well um, to make it two two for Aubameyang. Like that was a really good pass. Um, I, I I would question why he was in ahead of, um, for example, Xhaka because, like you said, was it thirteen fouls he gave away? Eleven. Or 12 fouls yeah, he, or something he had eleven like of the thirteen fouls for Arsenal. 
11, yeah. Like, I mean... He gave away the penalty and got nothing. That, that is poor, isn't it? Mm -hmm. he, he gave away the penalty and yeah. didn't get a book in. And I mean, it was him who... Yeah, and I mean, whenever you give away a penalty at Spurs, like, they're going to score it. Because, I mean, the, Harry Kane, he's definitely the best penalty taker mm. in the Prem. Uh, and he's probably the best penalty taker yeah, in the world. That, yeah. Like, yeah, like, I mean, just that... The power that he can get in those penalties into the, the corners. Um... I will say he does quite often go left. Like, but I think that power is just enough I mean, to beat any don't keeper. Don't get me wrong. It, even if you get a palm on it. Yeah, I mean, even if you guess right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, I mean, they were just like... Uh, I, I don't feel like if the if Arsenal didn't get that goal before half-time, that beautiful finish from Lacazette, like, I don't think they'd have got on to win that game. Or, or to get a point from the game, sorry. Um, because obviously it forces a different team talk from both mm -hmm. managers. Uh, and it forces them to change tactics, like on the fly, basically. Um, I feel like if they went in at half-time 2-0 down, I don't think they'd have been able to recover from that. They were just shooting for the sake of shooting, really. Um, it... mm. And that's not like Arsenal as well. No, like, usually they try to Usually they like a lot of build-up. Mm. Yeah. Um, Spurs had less shots yeah. on goal, but sorry, less goal attempts. But had more shots on target than Arsenal, who had double theirs, mm. which just shows how wasteful they were. Yeah, I think wasn't it like they've got less than half of the shots on target um, for Arsenal? Arsenal had which I mean, when you've got players, goal attempts, eight on target. Yeah. Um, so Which I mean, like when you've got players, when you've got the front three, the quality of Aubameyang, Lacazette, and Pepe, like you probably should be a bit more clinical. Um, but yeah, I mean, you can't criticise them too much though, because I mean, obviously, from being two 0 down in a derby to be able to pull it back to mm -hmm. two two, like that's a really good um, comeback for Arsenal. And I'm sure Arsenal fans will have been happy with the comeback. Um, maybe not the result though they could probably feel a little bit aggrieved yeah um, did you hear um, Jose Mourinho's um, breakdown of Arsenal no um, on Sky Sports after oh, the match went off to watch Serie but uh... mm. well it, it was really interesting I'm just going to play it um, for the listeners now but it, it was a really interesting listen um, I'll just play it now They should be on the pitch, all three together. All they are saying, I think they are all right. When Jamie brought uh, to the conversation the example of Liverpool, I understand exactly where he wants to, he wants to go. I think Aubameyang probably he likes to play on the middle because he feels that he's on the middle that he can score more goals. But maybe he can score as much as goals playing on the left. What happened in Liverpool is that Firmino drops back drops in between the lines and then it gives more space for Salah and for Manet to attack mm. these diagonals. I would see Aubameyang playing on that left side of Liverpool and scoring a lot of goals. Arsenal, like I said, doesn't have that quality. But they have two options. One is to play, instead of like today, with three midfield players almost in a straight line, is to play like they played in the last, last, in the last 10 or, or 20 minutes with two and one 
number 10 that can feed the three without bringing Lacassette in between the lines. Another situation is very possible to bring um, uh, Pepe from the right, in many occasions bring Pepe to the inside. And many teams nowadays, they defend with the back four, not many, only the ones with, with, with a different vision. They defend with four in the back, but they build with three in the back. And by building with three in the back, they can put, for example, a right back completely wide, almost as a wing back, and bring the winger to the inside. So if Pepe plays more on the inside, he can feed more that diagonal to, to Lacassette to do what Genduzi did for the last goal. Pepe doing from the right with his left foot, finding Aubameyang on that diagonal. So they have lots of, of options. These three players are very good. They had on the bench Mikitarian, Ozil, Ceballos, that are players also to give, to give things. I think from, from the middle to the attacking areas, I think they have a lot of Yeah, so um, what do you think on what Jose just said, Harry? Um, well, it shows why he's used to be one of the top managers. Um, very clever um, breakdown of Arsenal's team. Um, I think he's right in that you know, Ceballos could be their number 10 because he certainly showed um, in the sort of first 3-4 games that he can be a really good playmaker so I think if um, Emery takes his advice I think they'll certainly get more goals and more points from it mm, yeah um, yeah I, I just like can't disagree with him really um but, yeah, um, it was a good North London derby, was that? Um, got all else you want to add? Nope. Should we cover the Premier League, uh, the international transfers? Um, yeah, we can move on to run that. Through them? So, go on, take us through some then. And now it's time for Harry's European football. Yeah, I mean, you're the expert, you Right, um, Guido Carrillo has gone on loan to Leganes from Saints. I mean, they're struggling with a goal scorer and they go and loan one out. Don't really understand that. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, he's been a bit hit and miss though as Carrillo at Southampton, so I feel like a loan move could benefit him. Chelsea went and loaned out a bunch of players that will never play for us, so I don't know why we've done that. Um, to sell them. Sergio Rico, who was on loan at Fulham last season, has now gone on loan to PSG. Um, he'll be playing mm. back up. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um... Uh, I was about to say, I don't really get that, because he, he, he won't be getting much game time at PSG, um, especially with the transfer that we can cover a bit later. Uh, Fernando Llorente's gone on loan to... No, he's gone to uh, Napoli as a free agent. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, that's a good transfer for Napoli. I mean, he's, he's somewhat different in Llorente. Like, I mean, 
and, and we saw that in the um, game against Ajax as well in the Champions League, where if you bring him on, like he's a really good aerial threat. Mhm. I don't know whether we'll play with Martens ahead of him though. He could be a good impact sub. No, no, but I mean, like as an impact mm. sub, he's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mattia Damian's gone to Parma from Man United. Uh, the fee was only one point three million. Which is, yeah, but I mean, I mean, to be honest with you, they they probably couldn't have got much more for him because I mean, when was the last time he played in a Man United shirt? Like, yeah. But they they're a bit light on the um, defenders now. Mm, yeah, but I mean, Damian wasn't that quality though, was he? No. Javier Hernandez has gone to Sevilla. Ah, uh, yeah, I saw that. Um, it's, it, to me, he's just bang average now. Like, don't get me wrong, like, four or five years ago, um, he was a real good player. But, like, now I just don't... I just think he's past it a bit. You think he's... At, I think he's less than average. He's he, he shit. Mm. Um, yeah. Nikola Kalinic has gone on loan to Roma. Um, so has Chris Smalling. Mm. And um, Mkhitaryan too. So what do you think of those lo- three, that trio of loanies? Um, all I'm going to ask is, have Roma ever watched a Premier League game? <laughs> like, they're getting in... Chris Smalling and Henrik Mkhitaryan, like, surely there was better options out there. I mean, both of them have not been good for about three years, <laughs> like... Yeah. Mkhitaryan's gone severely downhill since his days at, um, Dortmund. Maybe he's looking to recapture that. Mm, yeah. Um, Brighton have loaned mm. out... I just don't think his suit's... You don't think it suits him? Uh, 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 no, I just don't think the Prem suits him. Like, uh, I, I just feel like he's more... He was more accustomed to like the Bundesliga, and that's why he performed so well at Dortmund. Um, I just don't feel like he's the sort of player that could thrive in the Prem, and I mean, showed that with his time at United and Arsenal. Did, I don't think he scored much, did he? Which is... Odd because he is a goal scorer. Mm. Um, well, speaking of goal scorers, um, Brighton have loaned out Florent and Doné to Galatasaray. Um, mm. Galatasaray have also got Falcao. 25,000 right. people turned up at the airport to see him. Mm. Well, well, that's a, um, <laughs> that's a decent, um, little signing. Um, for Galatasaray, I mean, they, oh, I don't know what it is about them. They're just like, because I mean, didn't they get um, Lerma as well? What, Jefferson Lerma? No, not Lerma, um, Lamina. Yeah, they did, from Saints, yeah. Online. Yeah, so they're putting together a bit of a decent side. Um, Ariola's gone online to Real Madrid, and... Kalor Navas mm, yes. gone the other way. Uh, I saw this, and Navas went the other way, mm-hmm. didn't he? Yeah, 
really interested me this because um, Ariola went to Real on loan, but Navas went to PSG on a permanent. Like, I, I just don't see Real's logic there. Like, unless they're trying to. Navas was really unhappy. I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe. I think um, he's better than. Um, or unless it's for FFP reasons. Oh, okay, yeah. No, I mean, I just don't understand why they didn't sign him permanently. Unless it's for financial fair play. Because, I mean, they've spent what? Like, must have been around about 300 million this transfer. Yeah, I guess they're going to loan him and then sign him in January or something. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what they're going to do. Or something similar. That's how clubs are now getting around that with that loophole. Um. Yeah. Asmir Begovic has gone on loan to Karabag. Mm, yeah, his career took a nosedive ever since he left Stoke, <laughs> didn't it? Um, Rafinha Alcantara has gone to Celta Vigo on loan. Which is a bit weird because I like Rafinha. Is that him from yeah. Barcelona? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he wasn't going to get in that midfield, was he? So, I mean, a loan move, like, it'll do him some good. Um just to get him some game time, keep him fresh. Because he's a decent little player, is Rafinha. Um, very tricky. Um, obviously, like most Brazilians are. So, yes, some game time will do him some good. Um, Kennedy has gone to Hatafe on loan from Chelsea. Again, another player that will not get into the side. Don't know why we don't sell him. Um... Yeah, um, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm surprised he didn't go to Newcastle. Because, um, I mean, he, he did alright at Newcastle um, on loan last season. Uh, but, yeah, like you said, he's ne- he's never going to get into that Chelsea side. So, um, yeah, I don't see why. Unless there's um, a claw, a buyout clause yeah. in that yeah, loan maybe. deal. Um, Rashid Gazelle has gone on loan to... Fiorentina from Leicester. Mm-hmm. Uh, D- decent little player, but he's sort of fallen out of favour at Leicester. So. Yeah, they were trying to um, obviously turn him into a Mares. Just didn't work out. Mm. Yeah, and I mean, obviously it hadn't worked out. Because, um, I mean, you look at where Mares is now, you look at where Gazal is now. Um, night mm-hmm. and day, isn't it? Um, again, trying to get around that um, FFP Mario Cardi's gone on loan to PSG mm. do you think yeah um, I mean he, he was just causing all sorts of bother at Inter wasn't mm-hmm. he um, and I mean especially since um, the arrival of Lukaku like his departure seemed inevitable and I believe it's um, is it 70 million euros his um, buyout clauses um for PSG, Jeez. so I mean, on it on his day, he is a really good player as a cardi, um, but you just got to get him in the right attitude. And I mean, when he's in the same dressing room as the likes of um, Neymar and Cavani, like, could be quite a few problems arising in that dressing mm. room. Um, final one: Ryan Kent has gone to Rangers for six point five million. Oh yeah, I saw that. Um, 
it, it was looking like he was going to be a decent little player, didn't he, Kent? But, I mean, obviously, it hasn't turned out. But, I mean, he did well for Rangers um, in his loan move there, so I'm guessing he's hopefully he can recapture some form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, there's just one I want to mention, though. Special mention to um, Stephen DeFore, uh, God rest his soul, um, released by Burnley, mutual contract termination. Uh, such a shame. Because, like, he was never going to be fit. He was probably never going to play for us again, even if we kept him. Um, and, I mean, it's such a shame. Because he is the best player I've seen at Turf Moor, technically. Um like, I'll never forget his goal against Hull or his free-kick goal against Man United. Um, but, I mean, mutual contract termination uh, and we've allowed him to go back to Belgium and he signed with um, Royal Antwerp. So, um, yeah, it's like wishing all the best to Stephen. Are you crying? Yeah, I know. It's an emotional time. <laughs> I think I read that Sean Dice said he could be the best ever overseas player that's ever played for Burnley. Um, I think that's fair. Um, I mean, I mean, there's a couple of like, like springing to my head. Obviously, the um, best example being Goodmanson in more recent times. Um, but I mean, yeah. Um. It's just, he probably is. He's probably one of the best players, um, like in general, like for Burnley ever. Um, I mean, just on his day, like the absolute skill that he had on ball um, was just. He just brought so much to the table, and it's just a shame that injuries caught up to him. Um, but, yeah. God rest his... Yeah, God bless him. Um, I'm just trying to think of some other ones, though, that um, could maybe like challenge that. I mean... I, I, I don't know. Like, Naki Wells? Maybe. I was about to say maybe Arfield, but probably not. Um... Wells. Yeah, Goodmanson's really the only one who's sticking out. Maybe Chris Wood. Um, maybe Michael Duff, Jimmy McElroy, but I mean, they're still British. So um, Yeah, but what about Naki Wells? Oh, yeah, Naki Wells, because he's had a brilliant career at Burnley, <laughs> hasn't he? I mean, like, what is it? Nine appearances, no goals, like, and just been loaned out of QPR, like, for the past two seasons. Um, I mean,. It's his own fault, though, because he has a shy attitude. Um, and he's fat, so <laughs> it's his own fault. Is he actually? <laughs> yeah, that, that's why we loaned him out, because he won't fucking, he won't fucking train. Probably because he was wanting some more pies or something, I don't know. <laughs> fucking fat bastard. It was good somewhere. Was it Huddersfield? Yeah, it was good at, it was good at Bradford, like in League mm. 1. It was like when we signed pissing Marvin Sordell. <laughs> like, don't get don't get me wrong. I wish him all the best because he's just retired, hasn't he? Do you oh, okay. Um, so don't get me wrong. I wish him well, but he was shite. We signed him from Bolton, and he wasn't even good enough for Bolton. So why did we sign him? Like, he was in their reserves. Uh, 
Yeah, I've somebody who's like pissing Kyle Lafferty as well. What Marvin yeah. Sordell was? Fucking hell! <laughs> like, imagine if it, it was Sordell leading line in Russia against instead of Harry Kane. Like, <laughs> pissing hell! Like, yeah, I mean we're going through a decent time of strikers now at Burnley, but there's been some dark days, like so Djukovic and Sordell and fucking Kyle Lafferty. <laughs> Kyle Lafferty. Oh. Yellow Vossen. But I mean, yeah. Yellow Vossen. Who was that? I didn't hear that. Oh, Yellow Vossen, yeah. I think he only played one game, and that was a testimonial for Michael Duff. Um, uh, he only spent like two weeks at Burnley before he went back to Ghent. Went from Genk to Burnley to Ghent, uh, saw that there wasn't a direct transfer between two clubs. It'd be like if, um, I don't know, like. AC Milan signed Aguero and then sold him straight away to Manchester United. Like, is that mental? I can't remember the last Manchester United Man City. Maybe Tevez? Yeah, I think it probably was, actually. Um, yeah, probably Tevez. Or Owen Hargreaves. Ah, uh, right. Big Owen Hargreaves. Hmm. Any more news from... Europe, Harry? Um, I watched Lazio versus Roma. Um, I hit the post five times within the first half an hour. I think that's got to be a record. Oof. Never seen anything like it. Yeah, I mean, that's like mental, isn't mm-hmm. it? Um, finished well, wasn't that one what ended 4-3? No, I finished 1-1. Because every shot on oh, target. Right. What was 4-3 then? I swear there was a Serie A game what finished 4-3. Oh yeah, that was Juve-Napoli, brilliant game. Juve oh, went 3-0 right. up in, by the 62nd minute. Um, when it hit the 81st, it was 3-3. 19 minutes. Yeah. And then Koulibaly, um puts it in his own net. Good game to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did you hear um, Kieran Trippier's um, interview recently? No. Mm. Well, um, he wasn't happy. Um, he spoke about um, his time at Spurs, okay. um, and now he was just cast aside. Really, um, he said he says on a quote: "The whole season, I had no excuses. My performances started after Christmas because I thought I had an okay first half of the season, but then it was just like a car crash." It just went bang. Things weren't going my way. I heard rumours about them selling it, and it's not nice, but it happens, and it's football. Pochettino didn't say he wanted me to move on. I tried to speak to the chairman. I spoke to the manager about his plans, and I didn't get a yes, and I didn't get a no. So you get the impression. It's disappointing. I gave everything for the club, and I wanted to stay. I had another couple of years left for me, but everything happens for a reason. Um... I set the bar high at the World Cup and they knew how well I could do, but I just feel that Tottenham probably got rid of me at the wrong time because I needed that four-week rest for recovery because I was struggling with injuries. So maybe I could have stayed. So he's not sounding too happy about how he was cast aside at Spurs. No. Um, new country, new people. Um, should be good for him. But I didn't know that was the case at Spurs. Mm. Yeah. Um, 
I do sort of agree with what he's saying because I mean he didn't really get a rest, did he last season? I mean he played basically all the games like because I mean they went to final at Champions League, and England went to semi final at World Cup. Um, so he, he played like basically as many games as he could like that season. So um, and I mean if he was struggling with injuries, then you can't really like blame him for those. Um, Poor performances, but I mean, don't get me wrong. It's got off to a flying start at the league, and got a couple of assists, hasn't it? Um, have a look. I mean, they haven't really played any big sides. Yeah. 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 Oh. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. He's liking it in Spain, so like, yeah. So I hope it goes well for him. Um, for England's sake, if nothing else. Um. He has yeah. one assist. Yeah, um, one assist, mm-hmm. right? Did it on his debut. Hmm. Yeah. Right. Is there all else you want to cover, Harry? Because um, I mean, I don't no, have I a don't either. Here, offhand. Yeah. Right. Well, um, might as well wrap it up there then. Um, got alt plug, Harry? Um, I've logged my Twitter at has a Chelsea FC. Yeah, uh, I'll plug mine at IWGP Chris BFC, um, and you can follow the podcast at Anti Football Pod. Um, that's it for this week, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>